All right, we're live. Welcome to Basement Banter. I'm your host, Ryan Brown. I'm here with Andrew Blott and Tim Burklow. And this is actually the first official podcast. I'm and clapping for that. A little uh, bad podcast uh, noise. Sorry for everyone who has their headphones in. I gave you a little taste last week with the, uh, the SoundCloud drop. This time, hopefully, when you're listening to this, it will either be on iTunes or Spotify or some other podcast app. But uh, yeah, so this week, I thought in honor of everyone all of a sudden graduating college, what a better topic to start out with than life after college. It's it's a very sad time. It's bittersweet. Uh, that's that's what I'll say. Going about into that. the great unknown. So, me and Tim are both Rutgers graduates. Andrew's a Stockton graduate. Roll sprays. I have a little. Uh, I have a little bit of Osprey blood in me as well. Freshman year, C court. So, so to start out. The one thing I'll have to say is going to be the weirdest adjustment. Well, I've honestly had some of it already since I was home this uh, year doing an internship. But the one thing that's like the weirdest part in Andrew being a uh, fraternity president can attest to a lot of is adjusting socially. So while at college, all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I know at Rutgers, a big night was Tuesdays. You go out, you you get really drunk, and then you just go into class the next day. I feel day. like at Rutgers, it was every day. <laughs> and for <laughs> most colleges. I and mean. then you, you're just like, all right, you go to class and everyone, it's like socially acceptable. But now you have work and everything, and it's kind of, you kind of have to, turn it back a little bit so I mean I don't know Andrew what was it like at uh, Stockton so I think I mean I've only been home for a little bit like about two weeks now and I think the the biggest adjustment for me is so at least in my last year I was going to my city Atlantic City a lot uh, often it was it was you know it was right there 20 minutes away you have the clubs you have the casinos you're hanging out with all your friends. That's you crazy. can go. You yeah, you can close. go. You can go any day of the week. We'd we'd skip class. We'd go. We'd have an absolute blast. But I think the difference between coming home on usual summers and now coming home, where you know you're in it for the long haul, you're not going back, is I don't have the same drive to go out on the weekdays because I feel like there's other things that I want to focus on now. And so, I mean, before it was like the, the main focus was having fun. It's, it's my last year. I got to go out with a bang. I got to make these memories that are going to last me a lifetime. And now it's like I'm home and you'd think it'd be a little harder adjusting. But in the back of my mind, it's, it's, there's not as much of a drive to, to actually go out to go do that things. It's kind of get through the weekday. And then, you know, you go out, have fun on the weekends, which still isn't bad. I will say that. You're, as I, I'd like to put it, when, when I, because I graduated in 2018, so I am a full year out now. Um, the big difference for me is that for that summer, you're still kind of in, in, in a twilight zone. And the reason why I say that is because your pattern hasn't shifted yet. You're still used to coming home and being home for the summer. When it hits is when the weather starts to get cold again. It starts to get a little bit like fall. And all of a sudden, son of a gun, you're not going back. At least for me, that's when I was like, this is real. You start to see kids a year younger than you go back. You start to see the Instagram pictures, some of your fraternity brothers. It's weird. I'm telling you, it's weird. Yeah, I, I've uh, grown some amazing friendships uh, with a lot of the younger guys in my fraternity. And they're some of my best friends now. Shout out Upstairs Crew. I literally love them to death. <laughs> and I think, to me, that's definitely going to hit the hardest 
is because I have, I have the craziest FOMO ever. And I think when they're all back there and they're having fun and I'm still in their group chats and they start texting about, oh, this happened, that happened. And because, you know, it, it's, it's electric out there. So much is happening every single day uh, between all the drama and all the fun they're having. And I think that's going to be when it really hits that, damn, like, I'm home. And I think that's when that post-grad right, depression right. is going to sink in. Right now, it's, it's just it's a normal summer. Everyone's home. You know, so it's it's the same old thing. But I think you're right, and and I'm not looking forward to experiencing that. I, I agree, honestly. Like, it was fun last year. I'm not gonna lie. Like, all of a sudden, it'd be like some random like Tuesday afternoon, and sometimes me and Timmy would be like, you know what, want to go downstairs because we had a bar right next to our building. You know what, you want to go and have like a couple of drinks. We'd go there and have some drinks, and then turn into like a night. All of a sudden, you're home at 2 a.m. and like. That was a lot of fun, and I'll miss that. But to be honest with you, just from being home this year and having that transition, I was thinking I'd miss it a lot more. But my body is just like, Ryan, thank you so much. Like, nothing I think was more just like, oh, my God. Like, looking back on it, there was one time in particular, one of my first semesters of – my first semester of college, Andrew had just gotten in uh, – I don't know, was it inducted – crossed over to the other side initiated 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 he had just gotten initiated into his <laughs> fraternity and andrew's like oh you want to come to uh my house for initiation i was like oh but it's uh it's like a tuesday night he's like yeah come on so i'm like oh whatever like cool like i drink so, so, <laughs> I, do so this. I go there and we had like it was actually a lot of fun i didn't get home till like four in the morning i'm then it didn't really hit me i'm sitting in my class my teacher must have known I just was I was falling asleep at an 8 a.m. Freshman year of college, you have no choice in what you like your fate. So I had 8 a.m. and I was sitting there and I was literally falling asleep. And I'm, I was thinking this is the end of me. And like looking back on those and then like a couple times, well, not a couple times, a bunch of times where you're sitting in those morning classes and the professor's just going on and on and on about whatever and you're just like please like shut the fuck up <laughs> and i just want to go back and crawl under my bed those like yes fun looking back on it it's great but like transitioning into it i don't think it's something as much as i'll miss as much as just the straight up independence you have at school i mean until in a few years we fly the coop into our own like lives i i also think that um even though we're we're 21, 22, 23, my body cannot handle what I did when I was a freshman, sophomore in college. No. It just can't. I noticed that this year, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm finally legal age of drinking. And there were times freshman, sophomore year where you go on these 10-plus day benders and, and all your friends, and you're just in the groove, and, and you're getting it going. And I could look back on that, and I don't know how I did it. For me I, now, I if, if, if I go three days in a row, I wake up Forget that next it. morning and I'm just I'm hurting, my body's hurting. So I mean that that's that's another thing that makes the the transition a little easier. You you had your fun, it's kind of out of your system I already. I I didn't realize just how quickly that change of the body handling it as opposed to not it, it, it was insane. I remember. Um, I after graduating, I didn't really get a lot of opportunities to you know visit Rutgers, but it was. The, it was around, uh, what was it, early, early like fall. It was, it was for Rutgers homecoming. I visited a couple friends, 
And that whole thing of, of drinking all day and then having to sleep so we can go, go out at night, it was, it was torture. It was fun, but I just, it was one of those realization points that I'm just, I'm not capable of doing it anymore. And the other thing was, it was such a weird transition of, of pushing it late night and then being able to sleep in. Right. So when I came home, you know, and had to start, I'll get into, you know, what I'm doing now, but working hours, it, it was, it was hell. It was absolute hell because I wasn't used to getting up so early and then, you know, going to bed, you know, earlier than usual, just so I could do that cycle. But now it's when I go out on weekends, I can't stay out late. Hoboken, I, I, I'm having trouble doing it. Because if you have it's a, all, my cycle is shifting. If you have a bad night's sleep, from Saturday into Sunday, Sunday into Monday, you're still not going to get a great night's sleep. No, sucks. no. Unless you go to bed at like if I go 8 out or 8 p.m. If I go out on Saturday night, like that one day of Sunday, for, I'm, I'm a little bit of a baby now. I don't like to be, but it really, I'd just much rather not do it. it I guess it's, it's just right. a preference now. I, it's, I'm slowly kind of my, going away from yeah, that. My you know? realization was that I, I'm, I'm, it's time to... Uh, Put on the big, well, not even really put on the big boy pants. It's just kind of like, you yeah, change, you're home. It's, I don't think it's a change, you know, in, in, in putting big boy pants on more so. No. Just change of priorities. Well, it's this it's was, yeah. change of priorities. This wasn't completely big boy pants right. at all. I'm saying I went out in Montclair one time in the fall. So I'm still kind of have like that, like just at school kind of vibe to me. So all of a sudden, I don't know what possessed me. At 1 a.m., I go and I get like some kind of like gyro from some place because, you know, Montclair, they have a million. So something possessed me to get a gyro. So I'm thinking, all right, good. I'm going to go back to my house and eat it. It's going to be great because at school you'd go and you'd we'd go to like get pizza, go and you hang out. And like all of a sudden I walk into my house and my parents are sitting there and they see me just come in with like this gyro, like sweating. They're like, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You never eat well in that scene no. like it just, you, you always it's just a you will always eat bad you'll never come home Late very well food. composed to your parents you just unless you were sober you can't beat them i i think also one of the big difference in the social environment after you graduate oh. is there's a lot a lot less spontaneity no it's like it's, it's like oh it's saturday morning what are we doing tonight oh oh we'll start drinking at seven o'clock and we still don't even know what we're doing. There's three options on the table. It's whatever. Now it's like Monday, Tuesday. What are we doing this weekend? We have the plan. We already know we have this group of guys going out this Saturday, going somewhere. Oh, let's go to this brewery uh, in two weeks from now. It's it's more like it's, planned events, which is it's honestly fun. It's different. I think now it's like the time to explore like like new bars, new scenes. So it's it's like a different kind of fun. Right. But I feel like at the same time when you're home and all of a sudden you're like, let's try some new things. You have to make it like by the afternoon. It isn't like at school where you're like, all right, we're going to get drunk and then figure it out. When you're home by like five o'clock, like you need a little bit of a plan yeah, by like five o'clock. We don't really know what we're doing. It's like, all right, the plans start like the little map around what we're doing tonight starts to come in and in and in and in by like seven o'clock. We don't know what we're doing. All right, we're going to go to a bar around here. And then all of a sudden it's like eight o'clock and I'm some like, some people at least my age and we'll get into it. Cause like, like I said, I'm a year out and I do have a lot of friends working out. Some people just don't want to go out anymore. Sneak, you know, it's a lot more brag. rare. It, and I, I understand it though. It's sneak brag. You have a lot of friends. I heard that. <laughs> I have a lot of friends of my friends who are working now. I don't have uh. many friends, but of them, a lot of them are working now. Let I'm me clarify. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but the other thing that I wanted to get into was 
so obviously the social aspects pretty pretty crazy trying to adjust to that just off of the fact of the lack between the lack of nights you're going out now and the different plans and who you're going with obviously i'm not gonna drive down to stockton and go out with macaputo all the way down in marlboro or not marlboro what am i marlton shout out macaputo if you wanted me to go i would but not every weekend (laughs) um but the other thing is is you don't want you want to blend your job into it also good transition ryan uh, the job hunt Great out transition. of college is kind of like the Wild West because while sometimes it seems like these great jobs are presenting themselves in front of you, they're not always great. So for people at home that don't know us and for some ungodly reason randomly stu- stumbled upon this podcast. What up to those guys? <laughs> hello. Uh, I'm working at a startup company that I found through school. Uh, Andrew, congratulations to him. Just got thank a job. You, thank you. And then Timmy has a job as well, working at a well-respected firm, ran by Tim Burklow as well. A little Tim the session. senior, the senior, Tim senior. But the thing is, is it's all about connections when finding jobs. It's kind of hard just to kind of jump right into it, and you go, "I'm going to go on Indeed.com, and I'm guaranteed to find myself a great job." I feel like you go on all of a sudden. There's some job that has this great description. It's great. All of a sudden, like last year, I was looking for internships. And there is this one that had the description I wanted, the job I wanted. You go in for the interview and it's like, yeah, you're going to be going to this all day and you're going to be trying to sell this product for us. And while, yes, sometimes the jobs seem like, oh, wow, I'm going to be making this much. A lot of people fall into that right out of college trap where they're thinking they're getting into this great job. And it's just not what it said in the description. And you end up being miserable for the two, like two years, like the turnaround rate. I think that's the right word, turnaround rate of like people going into their first turnover, turnover, turnover. The turnover rate between people coming out of college into their first job and then leaving within the first few years is crazy because they just go, all right, yeah, this person wants me to work for them. I'm going to work for them. And then it's just not what they seem. That's yeah, the turnover rate for the, like, uh, the accounting field is is crazy high. That's some some firms have over 20 percent turnover rate within the first few years. Right. And then. Like the thing is, is that like with marketing too, with the field I'm in, there's a lot of them that present themselves as, yeah, you're going to be doing like creating like a lot of like content for us. You're going to be helping up coming up with campaigns. Then you go there and it's like, yeah, well, you're going to be going to this uh, event and you're going to be doing this for us. And it's basically you're going up to people and just a glorified cold caller, which is I mean, it's kind of not what you want to do. And then you end up getting trapped there because like, you know what? I need a job. All my other friends are getting jobs and you get sucked into it. So like what I'm doing is pretty unique because I'm one of the first people working there. So while I am not really very experienced in it, I took my education from college and I kind of am like it was a unique situation that you were presented. It's it's a unique situation I was presented with. I was looking for internships and then my professor goes, hey, my uh, my buddy's starting up a company. You want to go and work there? And I was like, you know what? Like maybe once again, I have had a couple of those bad interviews where it's just basically being a glorified cold caller. And like I was like, all right, you know what? I'll go up, go and like see what this is about if this isn't i told my parents before i left i was like if this guy doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about i'm just gonna leave and the guy ended up being really smart and stuff so uh, he puts a lot of faith in me and you know i like i'm doing a lot of stuff that people 
that have worked at a company for a few years aren't even doing like I'm doing like leading a lot of campaigns and stuff. So that's it's cool. But it's like I would have never gotten that job unless I reached out and was talking to had like a good relationship. I think with that's an important part of what you're saying is 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 taking the initiative. Like you just said, who knows what you would have been doing now if you did not take the initiative to talk to that professor and, you know, get in good terms with him, form a relationship. And like you said, it, it's a lot about who you know, whether a big thing, whether a small thing, just the fact that it was just the professor you had that whole semester right in front of you was your doorway. And like, you right. know, it, it's, 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 it's kind of how it works for I, some I, people. Yeah. You know? I think there's a lot to be said um, with the cliche saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think that's where college kind of drops the ball because they should be telling you to reach out to your network. Um, like, for example, the job that I just recently got, it was literally um, one of my mom's customer's friends that my mom didn't know, I didn't know, but I wouldn't have even been able to get in contact to apply for this job because these entry-level jobs aren't posted. Uh, for the most part, you have to know something, it's know someone if there's no campus recruiter for this firm that goes to your school. So I, I went to school in South Jersey, and for the most part, the career fairs for me at least are pointless, because yeah. because mm. none they're they're all for the most part local. So it would be pretty tough for me to find a job up in North Jersey through our career fair, and I don't think college prepared you enough to to really get it out there and and like get it going with your network because that's that's the most important part right you, there like i wouldn't have gotten the job any other way you kind of have to put yourself to a, the test of being a professional right off the bat you have to kind of take what college is giving you but you also have to realize they're not walking you through life anymore and while they have career centers those aren't always the best because it's kind of the person's getting paid to try and like it, it's a resource that they're giving you the real the real untapped like fruit that you no one really goes for is you have to build relationships with your professors because half the time they went to school to become a professor but the other half they're professionals in the field like a lot of my professors at Rutgers were professors in the field so I went and talked to them even at Stockton when I went there for the one year the woman who was my uh, professor was a renowned communication specialist and had been all over the world working so those kind of people are the ones you have to go and talk to. And you're like, look, you just have to be honest with you. Once you build that relationship, you're like, look, like, I don't know if you know anyone in North Jersey, like for you, like, I don't know any, like, I don't know if you know anyone in North Jersey, but I would love like if you like, and then all of a sudden they might go, you, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't. But then sometimes they might go, yeah, I actually know someone who works in sea caucus or something. And, and yeah, I, I'd argue too. Cause you talk about, you know, you get to know your professors. The line isn't drawn right there. I, I have a, uh, an example of a kid from Rutgers, random kid. I'm not just not disclosing a name. It really was a random student at Rutgers who was smart enough to just go through LinkedIn or, you know, go through and start researching, come across someone like my father who's, you know, private wealth advisor and, and reach out to him on his LinkedIn and go, listen, I'm in, uh, you know, finance major. I'm in the business school and I just, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for a job, but I'm looking for just kind of more, you know, someone guidance, guidance, exactly. Of a professional in, in this, uh, you know, in this field, I have interest in being a financial advisor. Um, would you have any, uh, would you, would you be able to, you know, cut out some time at some point so I can just give you a call? See, that's the golden stuff. And I think a lot of students, you know, that go to school now 
think that you're just supposed to get your major, your majors, this major, I'm going to do get great grades, and I'm going to make X amount of money no. because you did it. Guess what? That formula does not work. You can put it on a resume, but everything else is networking outside of that. You can have... You can go to the best school, you can go and get the best GPA and be in a very prominent major, but a lot of these jobs too, just be able to communicate with people and you gotta get out there and work towards building a network. A perfect example of this is, I don't wanna say the person's name, but there's someone who lives in uh, our town who's a very well-renowned, uh, successful businessman, and he was talking to uh, my father the one day, and he said, Whenever I'm going through resumes, if I see a kid from B Bucknell with like a 2.5 GPA, I'll take him in and give him an interview because that was me one day. Now, there's kids that we know that are geniuses, but I mean, anyone, anyone knows there's a, that, you know, but they either are too lazy to put in the work or they just don't have the drive to really put themselves out there and be an extrovert and make these connections besides just going through your LinkedIn or your handshake or something and maybe right. applying to a job and and half there people are mistaken yes while having a having honors on your your diploma or um, not or uh, whatever the college that you're from that's gets you in the door but if you have if you're a piece of cardboard and have no personality the people aren't going to want to work with you that's half the battle these right. people going into your job oh my god this kid's a genius but you can't hold a conversation like what the hell am i going to want to work with them for i don't want to work for, with someone that can't talk to me like that's the, you have to build the people are building something besides just something with brains it isn't just a bunch of brains mashed together it's also a whole um a whole uh not, I don't know how to, what is it, uh, an office. Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, uh, like a, not camaraderie. Uh, the atmosphere, the vibe. The atmosphere, the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, there's a whole office atmosphere, and if you can't contribute to it, they're not going to bring you on. It's like any team. Yeah, I, I think also um, being a recent grad, I already noticed the things that college did not prepare me for. Um, one of the big things, and like this is what I noticed, they really don't stress a lot of things that you you need to have once you're entering this adult world. And right. so, so for instance, I know people who are juniors in college who are my friends, and they don't have a resume. They don't have that done, and that's crucial. And another thing, I know they always talk about stressing internships, but I never had an internship, and I didn't think it would affect me that well. And it, it did. It had a huge effect. And there just there wasn't really that motivation, that drive to get one as much as getting a job. And I mean, there there are little things that I'm noticing after school that they really should have a course on teaching, because uh, like for instance, I was for the most part I was uh, when I was emailing like these companies back and forth applying for jobs, I was addressing people in the email as like Miss and their last name or Mister and their last name. And they're all addressing me back like, hi, Andrew, like very informal as it, ke as it kept going. And I was sitting down with my brother and I was like asking advice on how I should wear this email. And he's like, right. he was like, dude, just, just put their first name. And it, it's like simple things like that. It's like, ah, like you don't know, like, yeah, you're, you're taking all these courses. You're learning about business. You're learning about whatever your prospective major is, but they're not really teaching you on how to communicate as well. Once you actually get the job, get in this field 
and there should be a whole course on on how to do that. The, like ethics of the office. Exactly, and I, I think they they really ill prepare you for that. I don't know. Have you guys experienced some of that same things? Yeah, interpersonal communication. I, I would say so. Yeah. Interpersonal communication is so undertaught just in every aspect of school. I just think that every level from when you're in elementary school up until through college, they don't uh, push the importance of interpersonal communication, like person-to-person interaction. They don't. And think about it. When you're in school, the think like in you're in high school. You sit there in silence. The teacher talks the whole time, and the bell rings, and you get up and leave. It's for they they shame you for talking to your students during the middle of class. And when someone raises their hand, everyone else is quiet. I think there should be more encouragement of conversation, because then some of these kids that like obviously, as I have a podcast, it is seems clear that I'm and you guys can attest to. I am not someone who is. Uh, very shy of talking and speaking my mind. You guys are not people that are shy or afraid to speak their mind. But there are people that we knew when we were younger that had a harder time kind of pushing them out of their shell. And I think it's just a sin as they've gone up through the school system, their only time to socialize, because they might not have had as many friends, their only time to socialize was in school environments. And when you try and talk in school, there you're too afraid to talk because then the t- you're going to get scolded by the teacher and then all the way up and through college you sit in these lectures and you don't really talk too much and then all of a sudden you're expected to go into a work environment and it's all about having friendships and stuff and it's just those little things is like even like jobs would appreciate it they don't want some kid from i mean obviously they would like a kid from harvard but if the kid can't hold a conversation or participate in kind of collaboration in the office, what's the point of bringing them in? Now, I have a question for you two because I'm going to be entering this corporate environment and everything else. Um, how is it like those first few months in terms of, because you know, like, you know, you go to school and, and it's easy to make friends. It's easy to socialize with people. You have a lot of common interests, like stuff like that. But I'm going to be entering this field. I'm going to be probably one of the youngest in the office. And like, how is that whole like adapting to that new environment? And and like, I don't know, like what to talk about, what not to talk about. I feel like I don't want to come off as shy, but at the same time, I don't want to come off as too pushy. And it was just like a lot of things that I set up at night. And I'm like, it's it's because it's it's a whole new it's a whole new world. You have this path when you're in high school, you got to get good grades. You you get out. You have this path when you're in college, you got to get good grades so you get a good job. And now it's like you have this job. And you kind of have right, to create your right. own path here. And I just want to know, like, like, oh, like, do you invite someone out for a drink when you've been talking to them for a little bit? Do you do this? Do you do that? Like, how did you guys kind of react to that environment? Like, do you guys have friends from the office that you hang out with? Stuff like that. So at least, you know, for, for those who don't know my situation, I've kind of been wanting to do what I got into for a very long time. Um, my dad's a financial advisor, and I was interning in his office on, you know, during summers and winter breaks since high school. So it was a situation for me where as I slowly got to see what my dad did, I got more and more interested in, in what it was, and I, I got more of an interest for it to the point that when I went to college, I, I did have a sit-down with my dad and figure out that this was something I really wanted to do. Um, so everything I kind of was doing in college was directed at that opportunity to do 
what he was doing. Now, back to you know what you were saying, Rye. It's it's you know you go through the the different nuances of just being in college. One thing that was different for me, not just sitting in a you know in a classroom and you know listening to a professor, was that I had a long term picture in mind. I had a goal in mind. I knew that no matter what was going on in college, I had to get certain things done to go to that next level. Now that's a rare situation because there's a lot of kids that don't know what they want to do after they graduate. And I'm sure Andrew, that's probably part of you know you you have you have an idea of what you want to do, but I'm sure that there's like you said there's confusion there's 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 a bit of vagueness in hunting down what you want to do. So for me, it was a unique situation to be in my father's firm, work with other family members in in a in a you know fairly successful firm. But um, what was different was it used to just be he it got big enough where he started to hire new people. So I actually had to meet you know not just family members in that firm. Um, but in terms of of what you're saying about like how to act, what to do, what to say. I think you need to relax and not overthink that stuff because you get so, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do get so uptight, you know, in school of, of hitting a mark, hitting a mark, hitting a mark. I'm telling you, once you're in a position to be in a, in an office with other people, I, I, I feel confident in saying this, that no matter what, you're not going to be measured by your intelligence on paper anymore. You're going to be measured at the, you know, the woman or man you are in, you know, how to trust you, getting, you know, done what you said you it's would do. It's 2019. You can't say woman or man. You know what I mean? Man or woman. People. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone in the office. I'm just saying that it's not at a point now where it's just hitting marks, hitting marks. Just do the job you said you're going to do and be, you know. Were you about to say something? No, finish your... That's, that's, no, some, I mean, that's some just, good advice. That's it, some good advice. I'm, Thank you. It's a bit of what's going on. And right then what there. I was also... We're talking about a lot, and it's very easy to oversimplify this, but... Yeah, bouncing off of what you said, though, Tim, where you hit a mark, hit a mark, hit a mark. When I started this... Well, when I started the internship, I was working from home, so I didn't really have inter any interaction with my coworkers. But then in the fall, when I started working at the actual office... I was worried. I'm like, oh, am I gonna get along with the people that I work there with? Uh, are they gonna Are they gonna be watching and making sure I'm hitting a certain mark with the amount of stuff I'm doing? So the first couple of months I was there, I kind of kept my well, not my couple, first couple of months, first couple of days. Honestly, I, I had my nose at my desk, going through work, going through work, going through work. I was like running myself to the ground every day, trying to put out as much as I possibly can. And while yes, I still work very hard, it's also you want to put out quality work and you want to make sure that the work that you're doing is targeted for a specific thing. So my, I guess it's kind of a little off topic, but it's more, you realize more that you take a step back and it isn't about as much your personal, uh, marks that you're hitting. It's right. A, and it, I think that's, I'm sorry, let me just, cause that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's not these mark like there's marks you'll hit, you know, business marks you need to hit it's where you go together though right so right the, the thing is is that while yes i've worked places where it isn't as much of a professional environment but it's like i work at like a warehouse and stuff where you work with older people and it's intimidating and stuff but i was fortunate enough in this environment where i'm working with kids my age and people that are very like uh very nice and uh, very collaborative office environment so while at first you're kind of worried about 
like what they're going to think of me and like what the work I do, it starts to shift from, especially at a startup company, it's the group goal where you want to see yourself in five years. And right. it's, you end up having, you end up building a relationship where you're in between, where you kind of take a step back from the work you're doing for a second and also building on the relationships that are extremely important for the, the, um, the business and also having that team environment and stuff. So I think you're a very personable person and most people going into their jobs will immediately forget that they got there for a reason. They went, they got hired for the job because the, they They're didn't not like to ask what school you're at once they get to know you as a it's, person. It's not just, you know, it wasn't just what's on the paper anymore. They invited you in because they had other people who were on paper equal from you, but you stood out and you got hired from the, at that job because you had a certain level of personability and a certain level of stuff that they liked. So going into the office, you shouldn't go in trying to pit yourself away from everybody, just trying to focus on your work. You should also kind of enjoy the first couple months of like, oh man, like this is like a whole new chapter of my life. And just you're like about you go to into college, your nerves are going a little bit. Right. But once you start something new, man, just be confident, respectful, right. and Get and out then, your then your coworkers end up liking you. I mean, you're trapped in you're trapped in a box with them for eight hours a day. Like I do hope you like you know who you're working with right, though, because that's right. a whole other thing. <laughs> exactly. Like my coworkers coming on next week. Not gonna tell you guys be good. what it is, but yeah, th exactly. So this kind of transition of uh, trying to f hunt for jobs. Brings me to this last point. We've touched on LinkedIn. Actually, hold on. Pump the brakes. I want to shift over to Tim for a second because you mentioned sure. you, you mentioned your unique uh, job, like coming of like how you came across the job. Because right. Obviously, on paper, like oh, like this is your dad's company. People would think this is easy, but in reality, if you don't know Timmy, he he's been working there as he mentioned for years so i just think that it's interesting when you see people like in different professions where you're like oh it's their dad's company or it's their mom's company oh they just got handed the job but i right. think i mean knowing you i know this but just in in general my usual opinion of seeing these things is that it's you have more pressure than the average person coming into the company it, because it's a different pressure because yeah. it's not only just your work but it's people looking at you going, oh, well, he must be doing he must be so great because it's the the um, the boss's son or like and then like when you especially in a environment where you're meeting new people every day. I'm just curious what that's like, because I know you personally and I know you're an extremely hard worker and you earned your spot at the firm. I'm just curious what your pers your psyche going into that is what that like environment is for you the, the way i look at it because yeah exactly it, i'm sure that there's that notion of you got you know daddy got you you know right a nice job right out of college he didn't get me a job he, he gave me an opportunity for success that's what i look at it as and you know what i i started to see what he was doing there and i wanted to be a part of it there's things i had to do i had to you know get through college i had to go for that major i had to learn about that and the other thing was there was tests I had to pass. So there was barriers that daddy couldn't make me just pass in order to be a part of that. 
right. you know, so to speak. I had to pass my Series 7. I had to pass my Series 66. I had to do life and health. I passed all that. Pass Rutgers. Yeah, I had to graduate. <laughs> I had to pass Rutgers. But um, it was something that I personally wanted, not just because it was just there. Um, was it easier just knowing that that was, you know, a possibility? Yeah, that takes a huge relief off of me, knowing that there's something there. I couldn't imagine. I, I just was never in a position where I knew that that wasn't an option for me. So I was steadfast with that, and I was never nervous of what was to come of Tim Burklow after graduation. So the other pressure is I don't want to let my father down and, you know, it, and let his you know reputation down. I want to at least do the bare minimum of – not bare minimum, but – you know, show that I'm worthy of being in that firm. Of what it is hold to the be. standard. Bare minimum sounds horrible. Right. That's hold, not what I mean. Hold up the but standard you know. what it is to be at Burke Lower Teller. Right, right. I, I have the, There is a high standard there that I want to uphold. And I, you know, I feel like I'm doing it so far. It's been a year. There's a lot more to go. But bottom line is there was an opportunity given to me that I, you know, accepted what it would take to get to that opportunity and, you know, capitalize on it. So I, for one, am happy. Like, I did pass my exams and am moving forward. But um, it, it's interesting where you kind of look at where everyone's at, you know, all your friends, and, and you, you see just kind of how everyone's path is different and in, in what they're doing. And I respect everyone that was stressing out, like trying to find a job. And, you know, I won't say names, but, you know, People we lived with and people that we hang out with, like, they were on, you know, these websites nonstop. And, you know, I'm so happy for them that they put that effort in. That's where they had to put their effort in. I, I put my effort into the it's, exams it's and, and making kind of sure challenge. I was fit for that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, that was, that was like it's me, a too. Challenge. That was me, yeah. too, because, you know, like me, my brother, like my whole family, we're first-generation college students. Yeah, And there's yeah. that huge, like, monumental social pressure where it's like, you get out of college, do you have a job yet? Like that's, that's yeah, the thing is you get yeah. out of college, you're expected to have a job. And, and I mean, like that's the case, like it's, you don't need the job right away. You, you do want to take your time with it. Obviously there is a time frame. You don't want to be a year, two years out of school without a job, but that, but, that could be a case. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> like it could it, be a case. And for those people, it's, it's very discouraging. I know it was very discouraging for me when I was applying to these places, getting phone interviews and then just not hearing back. And, and some places they don't even they don't even tell you till like two weeks after your, your phone interview or whatever. And, and they say like, Oh, sorry, we didn't get back to you sooner, but we decided to move on with another candidate. And that could be very discouraging. It can get in your head. I mean, it got in mine. Yeah. And even going right, into this most recent interview where I got the job, I was, my hopes were, were maybe at like 25% of getting a job. Cause you're just, you're discouraged. And, and I get that. And I feel for people who, who don't have that and they just, they need to reach out to, to their network. And I mean, like your network's so much bigger than you think it is. It goes way past your mom, your dad, your family. You have friends, friends of friends. friends. You of have friends, to, yeah. you have to really get out there and try as hard as you can, as hard as you can, and reach out to everyone. People you haven't talked to in years. Don't feel uncomfortable. Don't feel weird. Most people that's great want advice. to help great other advice. people. If if you haven't talked to someone in three years, you know they're in your field. You know they know someone who's in their field. Talk to them. Reach out. A text isn't going to hurt you. It's going to help. Uh, it, it, I it's, agree. That's what you have to do. You can't be scared. You can't be shy to do that because at the end of the day, this is your life. This is your future career. Yeah. 
a lot of, I'm sure a lot of these people, they're going to be in these jobs for years to come. It matters. And I feel like this transition specifically is the first time that young people, young adults, really have that last wall, you know, barrier coming that's exposing them to, you know, the real world. So it, it's nerve, it, you know, it, it's a time to be nervous or it's a time to capitalize and be confident. Well, that's the, th that's the big thing that I always like to hammer home. Not that I'm some kind of wise wizard or some guy who has a shit You're just ton a guy with a podcast. I'm just a man with the mic, yo. <laughs> but I've, I, how I've always, I don't know why I've been blessed with this kind of mindset, but I've, I've always felt that, I don't know if I've seen it somewhere, but growing up, I've always felt that you're young, so take the risks now while you can. This is like obviously working for a startup company when you're, I don't know, like when you're 50 years old might not be the best fresh start if you have a family and stuff. But how I look at it is I'm 22 years old. I either this either takes off and great. I have a, a job, maybe some money or you know what? At the end of the day, it was a good experience. I got a lot of experience. I got a couple of years working at the job. I've made some great friends and made, met some great people. And I think it's just something good to, uh, good, like a good mindset to have when you're coming out of college. You shouldn't be afraid to take that job. That might be a little, uh, might be a little scary at first, but. I don't know. I, I going off of that. Like, do you guys have any advice for people in the like coming out of college? Because that like that was that'd be one that my one piece of advice to people is that you shouldn't be afraid when you right when you come out of college to not let, roll the dice, but make some some uh, picked risks and don't be afraid to take a gamble on yourself. Um, I mean, in terms of advice. I don't have too much advice for what to do like when you get that first job and, and like everything else because I haven't been there yet. But in terms of getting to where I am now, if you're still in college, get an internship. Start reaching out to your network. Utilize all the, the offers that the campus gives you, career fairs, um, all, all the offices that, that help right. you out with finding right. jobs, everything. I think those are so underutilized. And, and the other thing too is... Think about the big picture. I don't think when you're in school, you're thinking about what you're doing after school till that time comes. And usually it's too late. I got lucky for, for a lot of majors. You have to start thinking about that stuff in the fall for accounting. If, if you want to work for a good firm, you have to think about that your junior year at latest fall semester, your senior year. So get out there early, hit it hard. And that's the end goal of college, getting a nice career afterwards. So that, that's my advice. That's, I think that's awesome. Um, I mean, th there's just so much we really could talk about. I, I think the biggest thing I would want to, you know, try to get across is just to not be discouraged. Um, you, there's a lot, you know, to celebrate. You just graduated school. You're moving on, you know, graduated college. You're moving on to a next chapter. Do not be afraid. You're going to be 22, 23, 24, 25, whatever it was. You're in your 20s. You're young. Just don't feel discouraged to keep seeking growth. And, and like Andrew said, you know, using these resources to better yourself and, and, and build, you know, re, uh, connections and, and relationships and just keep moving forward. Enjoy, enjoy your summers and 
enjoy being in your 20s and enjoy graduating because it's going to be a fun time no matter what. It is not the end of the world that you're graduating. So I, I think that's, that's my advice. I, I also think uh, one last thing. If um, right out of college, if, if you get a job and you're not satisfied with it or, or if you're looking for a job and you get an offer and you don't really think you want to do it, um, it, it's always okay to take that job because that first round of experience is is gonna that's gonna be on your resume. That's gonna be a huge resume builder. And and yeah, maybe you you don't like it. You're gonna be working your ass off. You're gonna be doing a lot of work. But at the end of the day, you're building your resume, and you're gonna you're gonna three years from then, two years from then, you're gonna be able to have that there and apply for an even better job that you actually are going to enjoy and like. Awesome. Right. Awesome stuff. Yep. So uh, just enjoy those last couple, the last year, last year or two, you motherfuckers. Uh, so, all right. That's the uh, that's the end of us talking. Thank you for uh, everyone who listened the whole time. This was sponsored by Ryan Brown. Uh, thanks for having us, Ryan Brown. Yeah. Thank you for my yeah, guest. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for uh, Andrew and Tim for coming on. Next week, we have a very exciting, interesting podcast. A, uh, a nice 180 from this conversation, but I won't give too much away. But Any, any hints or absolutely nothing? Um, biology will be my... Nah, biology? No, 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 no. No one's, no one's going to listen. No one's going to listen then if I say biology. Uh, I want to tune animals. in. Animals. Food chain. Food chain. Food chain. Food chain. Food chain. All right. That was, that was just terrible. That's... <laughs> the, the audio is spiking because you just slammed on the table. Sorry, I was getting hyped Some up. Some bad audio. But all right, thank you everyone for listening. Have a nice thank you. night, morning, afternoon. Hey, enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Yes, enjoy this your Memorial Day weekend. This isn't going to be out before Memorial Day weekend. So I hope your Memorial Day weekend was great. I hope you had a happy Memorial Day weekend. Have a good one.